Recording in progress. That always happens. No, but Scary Movie 1 is Scream. That's heavily Scream, yes. And I know what you did last summer. It's like Mm -hmm. slasher flicks. Yeah. Two is The Ring and The Grudge. Well, two kicks off with like an exorcism. That's the exorcism in the mansion and like Ghostbusters-esque. Poltergeist. Yeah, Yeah. Poltergeist. Um, Definitely like House on Haunted Hill vibes. The lady fucks the ghost and the dude gets rolled up into a blunt and smoked. And the parrot swears a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ray Ray pulls the the clown doll under the bed with his. Oh, that was so cock. funny. Shorty um, Shorty gets rolled up by a giant marijuana plant, and the marijuana plant smokes him, which is just. Isn't there like it. a Charlie's Angels bit in there too? At the very end, yes. Yeah. Uh, then three is the Grudge and the Ring. No, well, there's not the there's no grudge, but there's the ring signs, eight mile. Yeah. Um, it's it's have like scary movies movies. That's weird to say. Is uh, they're always like there's like a high overarching like movie, and then there's movie, other, yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. like insert smaller bits into it. Um, four is War of the Worlds. Yes, War of the Worlds and Saw. So the Saw so. puppets are actually the aliens. Uh huh. Um, Isn't the Grudge in that one too a little bit? It might be. I love the beginning of Four though with Doctor Phil. Sheen. No, that's Doctor Phil and Saw. Yes. Yeah. So Doctor Phil and Shack. Uh, Shack. <laughs> and Doctor and Doctor Phil starts. You know, kind of psychoanalyzing with him a little bit about his childhood and everything. Uh, so he can make the baskets with the boulders. <laughs> and my favorite line that Dr. Phil says in that whole little bit is when Shaq looks at him and says, you go first. And he looks up, he literally drops, drops his jaw and looks at Shaq and says, bullshit. <laughs> He's just... He's good. Is and is that the one with the whole you can't wake up dead bit? No, that's actually three. Is it? And um, yeah, it's, that happened to my auntie just the <laughs> other day. She went to bed and she woke up dead. It's like, how can you go to bed and then wake up dead? You can't wake up if you're dead. And then, yeah, they go on a whole little semantical debate on that, which was pointless yet funny so and then five is like mama is the overarching movie it has ashley tisdale in it is that you know you're gonna point and laugh at me but i could not sit through five dude really i thought five was pretty funny I I thought thought I, I, it was I, like the worst but i thought i could funny. do it because snoop dogg was in it and i'm convinced as long as snoop dogg's in it i'm willing to try but dude i couldn't even that's really funny i couldn't even it was definitely the worst in it's fact, the fact that Snoop Dogg in it should be a warning to all of you to not watch it because everything he touches cinematically is just god awful. That is so funny. Mac and Devin go to high school. It's basically him and Wiz Khalifa getting high the entire movie, trying to pass some sort of like science class or something. Snoop Dogg is clearly way too old to be a high school student. And and they <laughs> way and, too high to act. And way too high to act. But that's just the thing. Like Snoop Dogg can be in any movie and he's just Snoop Dogg. You know what you're getting. It's a hot dumpster <laughs> fire of a movie, but you know what you're getting. You know, you don't have to like 
wonder what's going to be he's going to be snoop dogg okay just, he's like he's like seth, he's like seth rogan seth rogan plays the exact same person in every movie okay okay we shouldn't get on too much of a tangent but have you seen the night before the seth yes. rogan christmas movie yeah that is such a good movie there's a scene in there Zac where Efron he's... in it too i don't think i don't think so there's I'm a scene big, where he I'm like his the wrong movie then. his wife just gives him a bag of like assorted drugs <laughs> and he's he's jewish and he's sitting in like a church like a christian church on christmas he starts tripping balls and freaking out and he runs out screaming we didn't kill jesus and i just think that's yeah that's good it's a good movie um obviously he's uh pretty funny um i mean he's an acquired taste he's like I kind of compare him oftentimes to Will Ferrell, which could be a compliment or a, um, what's the other word? Not an anti-compliment. Anti-compliment. <laughs> a back. <laughs> an insult. An insult. Yeah. yeah that's the word. I'm no good at the English. Um, but uh, yeah, so I compare him to Will Ferrell a lot. You love him or you hate him. A lot of people can't stand Will Ferrell, but a lot of people love Will Ferrell. I love it. Um, and for me, I love him in certain things and I hate him in certain things. Um, it's probably an unpopular um, opinion, but I don't like him in a lot of his own standalone movies. I can't, I can't take it. But when he's like a co-actor, like in Step Brothers, I think that's that's one of my favorite fucking comedies, right there. Step Brothers is so funny. It's it's gold, comedic gold. Um, Seth Rogen's no different. When he's the main character, it's sometimes a little tough to get past certain things. But when he has like a good cast surrounding him, like the interview or Knocked Up or This is uh, the end. This is the end. Um, the list goes on and on. And, you know, he's also done a little bit of voice acting, too. Uh, one of his one of his most deplorable movies, in my opinion, but I still find it quite humorous, is Sausage Party. Um, movie's the fucked up. The, the animated <laughs> talking cartoon food that ends up having a giant orgy at the very end of the movie. It's just a bunch of food fucking each other. It's pretty wild. Um my favorite scene, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it makes sitting through the hour <laughs> and a half of complete and utter nonsense worth it. Um, so yeah, I he's a take him, take him or leave him. You know, you either appreciate his humor or you don't. I'm oftentimes more appreciate his humor, um, just because it's you know his his humor makes my humor go tee hee tee hee. That was good. I like that. Yeah. Um, welcome everybody to Unwise Analysis. Isn't that crazy? Have we just changed everything? Unwise Analysis. Just What's out that? Of nowhere. What's just like, nah, nah, we're this now. You, you can call us this. We were uh, once the TJ and N show, and now we are known as the Unwise Analysis podcast. So, um, yeah. Why did we do that? Well, there's a uh, couple reasons. There's a couple reasons. Some are personal and some aren't, but some of the non-personal ones um, is just the fact that that name, as Tyler and I discussed before the show, uh, just kind of fits our overall vibe a little bit. Better. It does. It, it encompasses wholly. 
and what the show has kind of evolved into. I think it fits really well. We uh, we also disclosed with one another and validated our feelings that we both had some feels about that today. Yeah, it was kind of emotional, like the and, end of uh, an era. Like yeah. it was something we built. Yeah, you know, and I know we don't have, you know, the Joe Rogan podcast numbers right now. So it's not like, it's not a big deal for listeners, but it's a big deal to us because we, uh, believe it or not, we do try. Like we keep coming back and doing more content week in and week out when we can. I know we've had some hiatuses in the past and sometimes uh, not all of us can be here, but at the end of the day, that's not, that's not what's important. That's, uh, you know, it's about fitting the title of our podcast to the overall vibe of the content that we bring people. Yeah, so. yeah, I agree. Um, I do yeah. want to highlight uh, yeah. JJ. He has JJ. post notifications turned on. And as soon as the change went live, within five minutes, he messaged me. He's like, what's up with the name change? So does he just uh, have, uh, is that his real name on Facebook or is that just an alias? See one of those alias using no his JJ is a JJ is a nickname that that's his that's That's what we just we just dox JJ the plot (laughs) the plot fucking thick well okay so I'm gonna explain that real quick it's a pretty funny story we had this old like manager shift lead whose name was Jerry and he just didn't do shit he just sat on his ass all night and watched us work and we took a bunch of smoke breaks and. The only thing he did was watch the place when we would go on break. So he was really lazy and just didn't pull his weight. And when JJ first started, he didn't get the hang of things and he didn't like to do a whole lot so much. He wasn't doing things right. So we started calling him JJ for Jerry Jr. And then it just stuck. And that's his name now. I don't call sorry, him by his name. Sorry for the dramatic pause. I was choking. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Um, <laughs> no, but um, that makes sense. And uh, that, that definitely has a lot more clarity. I'm not going to dox his real name on the podcast because, uh, <laughs> you know, people people might try and, you know, look him up. Um, maybe, maybe he's good with that. Maybe he's not, but not without his consent. I, I shall know. not. Uh, we are con- we are all um, consent. All about consent. We're consent I'm seekers. Okay? Pro-consent. We are consent seekers. And I we get will- consent to get consent. I have to consent to my consent. Can times. I ask you for your consent? May I consent to consenting your consent? Okay, I consent. Consent. Shake right. hands. Pinky swear, kiss at the end, whatever. <laughs> um, and if you step on a crack and break your mother's back, whatever. I will cast a spell on you. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yeah, that, that's... so that, that happened. That's a thing. Um, so if you are a follower and you do listen to us do not fret we are still the same nothing's changed goofy fat assholes that you're used to listening to week in and week out if you listen to us that often i'm sorry um but regardless of any of that we're going to keep bringing you the content the same way we do um hopefully maybe a little more organized in the future we're pretty organized for tonight um i feel like we are yeah we had a you know we had a clear agreement on the things we want to discuss tonight and i'm excited to discuss them we were empowered by the name change they are yeah i mean you could call this pilot 2.0 you know we're kicking off with a new name tonight um it is just uh tyler and i tonight and uh josh is 
just once again balls deep in life and he do um, be balls deep in life and life be balls deep in him at times as well too uh one day josh will find the equilibrium and the balance and the force and he will return to us save us save our souls and all that but uh you were the chosen one yeah you were the chosen one anyways one day josh will find the high ground and he will bring balance to the force until that time you're stuck with the two of us with we'll we'll try and harass josh into uh being sprinkled in as often as we can He'll be um, here next week. I'll make sure of it. Yeah, like I said, we'll have to harass the hell out of him. Last week was an anomaly. I was going to bitch out last week, and then Josh was like, but I'm going to be there. And I'm Actually. Like, I'm like, oh, that's awkward. I better be there then. Because, um, I mean, if Josh is there, there's no excuse for me. That's yeah. just plain and simple. So Unless I'm on vacation or... I was ready to bitch out too, man. He saved the show last week. Yeah, no. And then he just got completely shat on by both of us over and over again. But that's how we do sometimes, you know. That's, that's why it was like that. Yeah. I don't want to be here. I don't know it's what uh, I don't know what came over us last week, but yeah, that was an that was an episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was I something. can't I can't really tell you what we talked about. I haven't even listened to the whole thing myself, but there's a lot a of shenanigans. There's a lot of rants and raves in there. Yeah. Um, um, do, you hear, do you want to hear the email? I don't think I've told you yet. Oh, wow. What? Unwise Pod 1. Because Unwise Analysis was taken. Unwise Analysis podcast felt way too long. So I figured short, sweet, easy to remember. I like it. Um, yeah, so we have a new, well, we don't have a new, we just renamed our Facebook page. It's updated links and everything in case. But I think we're going to, don't think we, we need a new YouTube because we have a new email. Probably. Uh, uh, might need a new TikTok, I don't know. Yeah, it's not, those aren't big deals. Those are, yeah. those are lightweight social media. Well, Hardly one of a them, commitment. Yeah. One of them is lightweight social media. The other one's only the most popular app in existence right now which we don't capitalize on at all uh yeah you know tiktok is a tough beast to penetrate especially like until we start doing video podcasts i don't think we'll blow up on there at all and let's face it no one wants to see this right now not right not in this state look at my background you see my pile of laundry and pockets yeah i also see your Light with no lampshade, very Christmas, house vibe. My Christmas story <laughs> lamp with no <laughs> lampshade. <laughs> <It's> yeah. Like, <sighs> my background is always my red couch and a blurred wall. There's usually things stacked up on my couch right now. There's a there's a box. You probably it, saw it right there. Yeah. There's a box, and uh, over here, there's just some miscellaneous things that I refuse to put away after using. Not like dishes or anything, but I have like a package of diapers, some socks, some t-shirts, some wipes, a bag from vacation. I, you're gonna fucking laugh at me. I got this um, game. Your your filters is all blue. Well, you know what? Um, for the sake of me not killing myself, there it is. Doomlings. Doomlings. Like a, like a card game. It's a card game. You know where they saw this on? I saw it on fucking TikTok and I bought it. 
I love that. For that's you. how that's how poisonous that fucking map is. <laughs> because I, from time to time, I'm a sucker for tabletop games, Same and when piece. some and when something looks intriguing, like a good card game, because I love me a good card game. Um, yeah, I'll buy it. So I buy. We should it. we should do a tabletop game podcast, Nick. I don't think so. I don't, I, I, I'm sure there's a following out there for it, but I don't know nearly enough you've, about it. It's more. You've never heard of Adventure Zone is huge. The D and D podcast. I am a enthusiast at best. I am not a. I'm not good at D and D. I'm part of a D and D group that I have to play on. I tried to learn Magic the Gathering, and I was like, Meh. I could teach you. I could teach you Magic. I have a Magic deck. I'm pretty, pretty big Magic everyone. deck. Ooh. Pretty big, huh? Yes. Um, everyone always tells me no, magic that. magic's not that hard. Anyone can learn it. And I'm like, yeah, I get that, but there's a lot of rules and like, positions it's and dice. Kind of and, a lot. And like I can't. It is kind of I lot. know you and Josh were part of a little D D online thing for a minute. And honestly, that was so days, much fun. Those days made me angry because I had to wait on you guys. To finish D and D to do anything, to do anything. I had to wait on you yeah, guys. Play games. You were like, "Well, you could always come play," and I'm like, "Or I can't, or I won't, or no, just no. <laughs> I don't consent to that level of, and you know, and people. Some people. I don't know if the people you were playing with do this, but some people take it a little too seriously. No, nobody knew how to play. Like our DM, he like knew how to play out of the most of us, and this was his first time DMing. And all of us were new. New had just like a very, very basic understanding. Well, that's good. At least yeah. you were all failing together. Yeah, it was pretty fun. We only got two sessions in. They're trying w- to revive it, but they want to do it in person. I, I don't have time for that no. kind of commitment. I just, I really want to, but I don't think I can. If Bailey's anything like my wife, it would be a big. You're gonna leave me with two kids for See, how I long? I can't. I can't do that. I can't be like I'm gonna go play Dungeons and Dragons, have fun watching our kids. No, and like I can't be like, all right, it's eleven o'clock. Let's play D and D to all you other people. You know what I mean? Exactly. I really, really, really want to. We took kids grow up. I guess you're young. I know. I know. Your kids are gonna graduate a lot. You're gonna be a lot younger when your kids graduate than what I'm gonna be. Okay, mm-hmm. I fucked myself. Uh, I didn't have my first kid till I was 27, and then I had my second kid when I was 29. And I'm 30 with a three-year-old and an almost one-year-old. I'm done. If I if I have any more, I'm not getting out of this until my 50s. And I that refuse. Is so funny. I fucking refuse. I don't remember how old I was when I had the two. To what 24 now? Well, you were 23 and 21. 23. Lizzie was born in 19 February of 19. 20. Really? Yeah, she was born the year of COVID. I'm she was sorry. born right before lockdown. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking uh-huh. Arthur was born in June of 19. She was born February <laughs> 20. of 20. And then Eileen was born last year. In December. Yeah, December yeah. of 21. Yeah, I remember her. So 22 and 23. Yeah. Yeah. I, I apologize. I don't remember yeah. their exact I should. I, I don't fucking. I know. I know, but, but I have to like think really hard to recall. Arthur's June nineteenth and or, see, listen to me. June thirteenth <laughs> and oh yeah, him and Bailey have the same birthday. And then Owen is September twenty third, which is two days after my niece. And ironically, it was drug day last year, which I kind of hate. But 
<laughs> That's okay. It's not gonna be jug. It's amazing. It's not gonna be jug day every year. At least I no, hope it isn't. That'd be horrible. I might have to change his date of birth. That's really funny. Just start lying <laughs> to him and like, be like, "Hey, no, this birth certificate no, you is were wrong. Born, you were born on the twenty second, but the day before. Yeah, yeah, or we could go the day after, whichever. It was a Thursday last year, so it'll be a Friday this year. So that's kind of dope. That his birthday is on a Friday, even though he's not going to give a shit or no, uh, no any don't. difference. He's going to go to daycare and have a normal day, and I'm going to be at work. So. I can drag you around. I saw that too. His little hand over your screen. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. interesting. This is why we yeah. should record so people can see these interesting things. Yeah, I could just start. I'm, I like you right there, though. I'm going to keep So, it. are you afraid to say the the word? Are you one of those people? The the skin word? No. Skinwalker? No. Skinwalker? No, I'm not afraid of that. What what is in your words? What is a skinwalker? What do you know it as? Well, see, so I've had some. Excuse me, I've I had some it. missing. Yeah, nothing like a good old, well planned mic hit. Um, but anyway, yeah, just like that. That was vacuum for dramatic. sealed. The vacuum sealed. The vacuum sealed. There we go. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I think there's a couple different interpretations for what a skinwalker is if you go all the way back to native americans a skinwalker is a more or less like a shape-shifting demon um that can take like a, that, an evil take, shaman yeah can take on the form of like a hellhound or you know something of that effect. A not deer if you go by creepypasta and like 4chan and Cryptbit and all that to cryptid to uh, today's standard. A skinwalker could be like an SCP, uh, a shapeshifter, not not, like... in, not interchangeable, but like a well, like so. There's different SCPs. Some of them are really like cute, and then some of them are like abominations or kind of entities, if you will. Um, once human, now not. Um, you know have a you know pale gray skin tone with skinny arms and legs crawl around on all fours a lot have like no face race. but like a mouth yeah um razor sharp teeth and claws and do spooky things um so in regards to what we're speaking to tonight though that's more to the first one the more native american uh, yeah the shape-shifting yes have you seen all the guys on TikTok <clears throat> that want to fuck skinwalkers? Skinwalkers? No. no. Hilarious. That's, I don't know if, if that's worse than a furry, but it sounds like it's pretty <laughs> damn close. <laughs> I think it's satirical. I hope. Uh, you know, they're there's honestly a, terrifying. There's a, lot, there's a lot more on TikTok that is satirical than what isn't. And I think that's funny because everyone takes it all so seriously. I know. It's Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Either way, they're both right. <laughs> Either way, they're both frightening. Um, however, like I already said, the one that we're going to be discussing here tonight, leaning more towards the shapeshifter, Native American interpretation of a skinwalker, um, and more uh, accurately, we're going to be talking about its 
name place in the title of the one and only ranch in Utah, the Skinwalker Ranch. Where all the skinwalkers vacation. Yes. It's like a resort. Yeah. They just go there and fuck with things whenever they feel like it. Kill a few cows, you know. Feed on the blood of the innocent. Fucking bonkers. Um, so Skinwalker Ranch. Um, maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you've seen the History Channel hit TV series, The Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch. Maybe you haven't. Either way, it's a very interesting place. And I think it probably now has a little bit more... Um, eyes on it. Eyes and visibility just due to the TV show. Anytime it's a TV show, it, it always hypes people up, right? Yeah. My, my problem is, is once it gets to a History Channel TV show, how much of it is being documented for dramatic effect? How much of it is being documented as legitimate footage that is being documented? If you ask the History Channel point blank on the spot, you know, you put the spotlight on them, they start sweating, and they read their little info card and say, everything we film is real and we don't stage anything for dramatic effect whatsoever at any given time. Never. Never ever. It's all real. It's all real. Don't ask any more questions. No. Yeah. So in that regard, that's bullshit. We learned this lesson with um, Storage Wars and A&E many years ago. Those lockers that people were buying on Storage Wars were pre-staged and were predetermined on who was going to bid them and who was going to win them. And then they had dramatic little outbursts and fights all for entertainment purposes. I wish I was on reality TV. However, this isn't Storage Wars. This is Skinwalker Ranch, which has a very rich history um, of abnormal um, events happening almost for a hundred years. So as far as ownership goes, we can go all the way back to 1934 when the original owner, Kenneth and Edith Myers owned the ranch uh, up through 1994. Um, I'm going to guess that if they lived that long, good for them. I'm I'm not sure. Uh, But uh, (laughs) really, I, I guess that's only, what is that? 60 30, years, right? 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. Yeah, 60 years. I do math sometimes. Um, and then from 94 to 96, it was owned by Terry and Gwen Sherman. From 96 to 2016, it was Robert Bigelow. Now, that's Robert Bigelow was probably uh, one of Is that of Deuce the, Bigelow's cousin? Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> Nice plug. Um, so <laughs> I like your plug. Um, so that's he's probably one of the more notorious owners because he was one of the one of the more recent owners uh, that really spearheaded a lot of the research into some of the anomalies and strange happenings at Skinwalker Ranch. A lot of his research and findings is. Um, Un, um, I guess, uh, un, they're undisclosed is the word I'm looking for. I know the English language sometimes. Redacted. Um, a lot of it's redacted. A lot of it is um, 
off the books and kept in a vault somewhere where no one will ever see it. And in 2016, he turned it over to uh, Brandon Fugel, who is the current owner and is also part of the uh, History Channel series. Um, So, like, one of the weird things, and I watched the whole first season of Skinwalker Ranch. Aside from speculation, it's a really fun show, a really cool show, and some really interesting shit does happen on it. They, they do a little bit of product placement for, like, certain things. Like, he comes in with, like, the silver suitcase on a helicopter and walks into the house and gives this dramatic little speech to the, to the guys after, like, an event happened that caused someone to have to go to the hospital because they were having pain in the back of their skull. Back of their head, really. Um, so, the he has a team of people who work there primarily full-time seasonally full-time um and the one of the not the property manager but um maybe a step above that one of the one of the higher ranking guys um back in 2019 he started randomly having this like bulge swelling out of the back of his head and it was his literal scalp separating from his skull and there and there was no like and they did extensive you know like mris and cat scans and everything and there was no like medical diagnosis or like reasonable explanation for why it was happening to him the only thing that he could equate it to is he started digging up some of the ground on the ranch and the ranch the, didn't like that. And the next day he started the whole swimming thing. So through popular superstition, the security guard, like the main security guard, the security manager and like Everyone else was like really highly against digging because this dude's skull was literally <laughs> splitting open because they started uh, I digging. Think we should stop. <laughs> so, so one of the biggest thing. So, in short, they bring this, uh, and I and I spoke on, I touched on this a little bit a couple episodes ago, but they bring in this little scientist dude from Georgia, uh, from Georgia, and he. Um, it's kind of like a, um, I, I, I guess a, uh, he's like a, he, he's a guest scientist, you know, they brought him there to kind of assist with the investigations and, uh, hopefully bring some light to some of these phenomenon. One of the things he wanted to do immediately was to, you know, start probing the ground. Let's figure out where, you know, <laughs> so this, yeah, and, and everyone <laughs> like, get some skulls popping. everyone's like, we ain't digging. It's like, <laughs> he's like, what? He's like, why? Why? Why can't I said we dig? dig, boy. And then they tell him the whole story about this dude's skull literally fucking trying to open itself up, and he's like, but you don't have any scientific like background <laughs> backing that that was a cause and effect to that situation. And they're like, it don't matter. Bad shit starts happening when you dig around here. We ain't fucking digging. <laughs> the ranch don't like it, so we ain't doing it. <laughs> okay. 
so uh he's a bit of a skeptic in the beginning but like his first day there they he starts getting to witness like all these crazy things and i mean they have all this equipment and all this shit where you know they're able to track like gamma rays and x-rays and radio waves and all these different fucking spectrums of radiation and uh electromagnet magnetism and uh they had like third party like people bring in drones so they could like do flyovers and do like try to like pinpoint hot spots and things like that and every time someone came with a piece of equipment that required a battery charge it would literally go from full to like zero in like a matter of minutes the battery would just get drained same went with their cell phones i mean it that was like legitimately one of the most bizarre things. Anytime they tried to do a non-evasive scan of the ranch with equipment on site, it would just malfunction or the battery would just die. It's and bonkers. So, you know, besides that, some of the more disturbing history is cow mutilations, um, or I should say cattle mutilations. Um, Chupacabra sightings of UFOs, random beams. It's like a hot spot for UFOs. It, oh like, yeah, yeah. Well, they saw some on the show. They legitimately filmed it. Um, that one I can say was definitely not for dramatic effect. Um, some guy off camera with a fake UFO and a pole on a stick, right? A string. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's. Uh, beams of light that'll randomly show up off of the horizon where the, the it's called the mesa which is like this rock formation an elevated rock i'm going to call it an elevated rock formation because it's not a hill and it ain't no fucking mountain but it's pretty tall and it's just a solid like, like, a cliff. like cliff mesa it's called the mesa um they did laser testing on the Mesa um, and it was reflecting the laser, dude. And it's a non-reflective it's a hologram. It's a non-reflective surface. It's a fucking rock formation. I saw a bunch about like crazy magnetic waves out there's, there too. Yeah, there's magnets, there's gamma radiation. Um, there's this abandoned homestead. They call it Homestead 2, I think, where some of the most... Uh, crazy paranormal activity has been recorded in years past. Um, Skinwalker Ranch is just host to some sort of energy uh, that no one can identify or explain. Um, So some of the non-invasive stuff they started doing was like, they tried to do a weather balloon experiment because they started having this theory where they triangulated this big burst of radiation and it was like a mile above the ranch, like somewhere. And this place is like 550 acres, but somewhere, somewhere around the middle ish, they pin, they triangulated this burst of radiation. So they started sending up a weather balloon with all this equipment. The weather balloon got blown away. Uh, The second weather balloon um, got detached and all the equipment went dark and they could no longer track it. It just disappeared. That's what they filmed for the UFO. It was a lost weather balloon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So, and then I, they actually, I think they filmed the UFO first, just FYI. But anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then actually, uh, actually, I can't remember. I, I could be wrong about that because I'm about to tell you the next part. The next part is, is they decided to shoot up like um, amateur rockets with, with the equipment. <laughs> Hobby Lobby. Yeah, right. Uh, with this equipment attached to it. And they'd always bring in a, like a specialist, just like Pawn Stars. They're like, a rocket, we have an amateur we have, rocket specialist. We have an astrophysicist here who's going to help us launch these rockets. She's from Florida. She's cool. Um, so they launched these rockets. The first one is a bit of failure. Then the second one, they, they get a hit. They get some readings and things. And then right after that uh, second rocket launch, they start seeing uh, this kind of spherical object in the sky above the ranch. And it's just kind of like hanging there. And then it like slowly starts moving off to one side, then another and then it just evaporates. It's gone. Fucking gone. It's basically space aliens. Basically space aliens. Interdimensional beings from hell. Um, so I'm really interested in the hellhound. This stuck to me from the last podcast episode on Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. Where one of the owners, I think it was the the Shermans, they were like out inspecting, you know, dead cattle like they do every day. And, uh, this hellhound, this giant black dog with red eyes walks up on him. It's not necessarily acting violent or vicious or aggressive, but it's just fucking standing there looming. And then finally it starts growling and the dad's like, nah, fuck this. I've had enough of this. And he, he shoots it with like a lower caliber handgun, like a 22 or 380. I shot him uh -huh. dead. And it just went through him and nothing happened. He's like, okay, boy, go get my big guns. And the boy goes back to the house and comes back with a shotgun and a forty-five caliber handgun. Yeah. And he shoots it in the face with both of them, and it just stands there and growls at him and then walks away. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. If I shoot anything that I believe to be living with a forty-five, let alone a shotgun. <laughs> in the face. And it just yeah. stares at me and walks away, I'm done. Tapping out. Sorry. Didn't mean to piss it. Because... I mean, yeah. The only what thing you, you the only thing you <laughs> accomplished there was prove that you're dealing with something you cannot fucking fathom. So, what do you, you know do? What? Exactly. Turn the gun on yourself. Um. So yes, as the show progressed, they started doing some uh, core sampling, and they kept. You know, basically finding more and more reasons to start getting underground. Um, and, you know, they, they made a few, like, little scans and things where they they were seeing some... That's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> they were seeing some, uh, like, curvatures underground that could indicate, like, either... A structure of some sort or a tunnel um, it feels like an alien but they hub. could never but they could never dig far enough to figure it out or like get concrete proof and i don't and, that, and that's kind of one thing i hate about history channel shows is like 
Yes, they, they're like they're filming their research, but they like don't want to find the answer. They keep the mystery. They yeah, because yeah. then you can't keep filming about it. I mean, like it makes like me. I kind of think of like I've talked about it before. I think of aliens in the more interdimensional aspect, and I kind of think of that about cryptids too, because like that's how we've never found Bigfoot because he's only here sometimes because he can travel interdimensionally just like the aliens. And you think of this place as like hotspot like a hub where it's really yeah. easy to travel to and from well, it's, and maybe it's, the it, fucking rock face with magnetic shit coming out of it has something to do with it yeah well it could just be a uh you know a random predetermined location where um interdimensional beings simply Cross travel through. travel to and fro mm-hmm. and that that could just be you know, the off-ramp for Dimension 347. Who knows? The interdimensional Walmart. Exactly. Um, and, you know, one of the major concerns for them was obviously health and safety. And, I mean, they were getting exposed to some pretty um, elevated levels of um, microwave Everything. and X-ray and uh, gamma ray even at times one of the dudes had a radiation burn on his fucking hand just from like pulling a um, like a like a lid off of like a septic tank from an old homestead and it was like radiated shit it was literally it was right but it was radiated the day he did that but when they went back to test it again it wasn't radiated. it's bonkers so how does that radiation just bounce around and appear and disappear well he absorbed it all in his hand silly oh yes he's dead he should yeah. be dead. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when he went to the hospital for that, they said this is a clear indication of a radiation burn. And he's like, Cool. What do I do? Where where did it come <laughs> from? Where did it come from? Yeah. And and then how did it disappear? And when they had one cattle, one cow die. Live and then on, they, <laughs> they and, sacrificed and, the cow live and, on the history channel. And then they <laughs> <laughs> and then they also brought some, uh, I think they brought alpaca or llamas onto the property to see how the ranch would react to them being there. And um, They're all dead. And, all... and and they got attacked by something. That's good. They, they, legitimate, they legitimately got attacked by something. And um, the camera that was being used to film where, where the uh, alpaca were went down right before the attack. I just feel like there's a history channel intern. Like and, okay, turn the camera off and beat the shit out of the alpaca. <laughs> brutally attack these things and lacerate <laughs> them with this katana and make it sound good. Um make sure they the, scream a lot. The only footage they could get was from like a trailer house that was like on the other side of the cages and like you could just see some back and forth blurry blobs <laughs> and i'm like guys it's not that hard just put up more cameras it's not that hard just put up more cameras and you'll get every angle they can't turn them all off they're not supernatural or maybe they are but i mean they're gonna have to f- like forget one of the cameras if you just have <laughs> like an obscene amount of them right just all the every square inch literally just put a camera on every angle of every area of interest and pray to god uh, one of them is recording right (laughs) i bet you can buy ghost proof cameras on wish 
Oh, yeah. You'll get them in three months, too. I want to believe, but the cow is questionable because only because JJ had a cow kill itself. So I, you yeah. know, <laughs> so they actually determined that the cow died from stress. Something, oh, something, the interns, something, <laughs> something, something correlated with the time of death when, like, something was, uh, there was an object in the sky floating around doing its thing again that they discovered. And the correlation of, they're chalking it up to it that object in the sky was correlating with the cow getting stressed out and <laughs> fucking dying. Um, so I don't know. They, they took his soul to their dimension. That's what I'm it's, yeah, so it's, it's hard to like know exactly what's justifiable and what's just dramatic from the History Channel based off of some of the anecdotal viewing that I've had and shared with you and uh we should visit it and do a podcast and this, live and this, and this discussion. Yeah, live podcast that'd be fun. Wait, and no. then, um, and then you know, but you have a very rich history, like you just said, with like the Hellhounds, and um, you know, there's been plenty of other UFO sightings and it's like the Bermuda Triangle with yeah. like the amount of shit that goes on there. And I mean, if the show did any honest work it did prove that there's weird happenings there there's definitely some sort of energy that is popping off um at any given time at any given moment of the day where just spikes of different types of energy come and go which is where portals are one of the most heavily leaned on explanations for this right now but there's like no way to prove it What's what looks CERN's about to, don't you know? CERN, if they do things, if they do the things that they plan on being able to do with CERN now after all its upgrades and everything and its hiatus, they could very well prove other dimensions exist, multiple dimensions, and even peer into them as if looking through a window. Okay, does Chick-fil-A have a K in it? It does apparently. That's a that's a new Mandela. <laughs> I hate it here. You know, I was thinking about the to the Totinos versus the Tostinos. Isn't there a chip brand that's called Tostinos? Yeah. Are we, ju- are we just confusing? Are it? we dumb? Are, are we just confusing dumb. Tostinos with Totinos? Hold on. Tostinos chips. It's also Totinos. Don't say that. <laughs> That'd be funny. Tostino's scoops. Scoops. The scoops tortilla are good. chips. Yes. Yeah, so toast black bean. Toastin- Tostino's is the chip brand. Totino's is the pizza. And I think that's I was thinking about that the other day. And I was like, that's where the oh the, the correlation is. So people are just retarded on that one. Have you ever listened to a Mandela Effect denier speak? They are like so adamant that you're all just dumb. You all just remember wrong and you can't believe that. I can to a certain extent, but there's other yeah, ones. I agree. Like the like the Sphinx eyes. I'm still pretty upset about that. Fake news. The Sphinx eyes have always been open. I'm you know, in Scooby Doo Cyber Chase, they were open. And that's all the proof I need. Well, 
This seems like a good time for me to go pee. <laughs> okay. You you go do that. We can post edit. Post editing. I'm not hitting the stop button. Yeah, thanks. I'll actually keep talking in, in Tyler's absence since he's peeing right now. This is a great fucking content. But serious, seriously, just go to Google, type Sphinx eyes open or closed, and you can see side-by-side images, people. It's fucking bonkers. And I mean it. I don't I don't even understand it. I think it honestly I think it's a bad angle is what it is. I'm looking at it right now and it's definitely a bad angle. You want to know why it's a bad angle? It's a bad angle. Because here here's here's how I can tell that it's a bad angle. So one of the pictures of the sphinx it's like the sun is hitting the sphinx directly, and you can clearly see the eyes. Obviously, the eyes are very old and have had have suffered the elements for thousands of years. But the sun is directly hitting it, and it's at a more eye-level angle, kind of, let's say, uh, off-center right. The second picture that they're comparing it to is a picture in the shade, uh, head-on, and if you zoom in on that picture, and we're going to post this because I'm angry. I'm mad. Um, you can, if you zoom in on it and you look really closely, you can see the eyes are clearly still open. You can see the circles of, you know, where they're... Pupils? Nah, not, not the retina. What's that other thing called? The pupil? Our... Pupil? That's part of your retina. Or is it Eyelid? What, what has the color in it? What's that called? The pupil is a little black bit. Chlorophyll, which is not what that's the, called. The aglet? Um, okay, but so, yeah, so looking at this picture, I can, because the sun's not directly hitting it, it's a picture taken in the shade and it's taken head on. If you just look at, if you just glance at it, it looks like the eyes are closed. But if you zoom in on it, you can clearly see where the eyes are still open. And this is someone just, being a fucking troll in my opinion and in the most endearing way you sound a lot like alex jones right now i'm a denier of all things. <laughs> no i'm actually i'm upset because you've been consumed I, by this I, for I, weeks I've, I've i've allowed this to to really be real in my head and it's not it's just people don't know how to use a fucking camera or the time of day <laughs> you don't believe it was malicious no i, I think I think people just don't understand what what they're looking at. And yeah, I think we're good. I think the Sphinx is good, guys, in my personal opinion. <laughs> we're back in Okay, hear me out. Maybe they we're, were closed uh, before CERN restarted and now they're back. <laughs> back open. No, we can never go back to the reality we left behind, okay? That's that? impossible. That's impossible. Okay. We left that back in 2012. It's gone. It's dead. That reality failed. And now our consciousness and our being has slowly shifted into this new reality. This post-COVID fucking abomination that we live in. I wouldn't say we're post-COVID yet. Well, we're never going to be post-COVID. <laughs> we're post-pandemic. Uh, I'm, I'm, cl- I'm the CDC. Actually, You're classifying this and as I'm an classifi- endemic? I'm classifying it as an official endemic. That's all I need. 
Um, I can go back to raw dog and the homies now. Yeah, boy. <laughs> I don't, you know, I wouldn't do that. The monkey pox is still a, a scare for that type of behavior. Fake news. So I, uh, I, I went on a little rant while you were gone, Tyler. So you can edit that how you wish. But I'm just um, gonna cut all the silence out and let it ride. Probably. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> um, so not to be completely off topic. CERN is obviously a big talking point right now. James Webb is a big talking point right now. Um, any Anything and everything space, science, and interdimensional Mandela, anything is in right now because everyone's talking about it. And everyone's talking about it because everyone's tired of talking about World War III, Joe Biden, and COVID. So this is what we're resorting to. We're talking about and making up things in our head that may not be real, but it's fun to think that. Um, I've already debunked Tostinos and Totinos. They're two different brands that sell two different things. Fake news. The Sphinx, fake news. Someone doesn't know how to use their camera. Or blatantly is trying to cause <laughs> a fucking stir, panic, and give conspiracy theorists what they want, which is more content. Also, I found out today that a TikTok Star Wars fandom puppet got fucking canceled <laughs> for being i really for being quote-unquote homophobic for I, during an apology video i can't find the clip of the video i've been wanting to watch it apparently he references the homosexual agenda <laughs> it, so yeah i think that's i think that's where he lo- lost a lot of people is when he says the homosexual agenda apparently he's racist too but i didn't see anything as, a, about that. as as if there's like some sort of like plot <laughs> To overtake, agenda. take over the world with Gatum. <laughs> and I really like this content. Why does he got to be like and, that? And and I don't. Uh, I'm not. How badly do I want to be canceled right now? Okay, I'm gonna, gonna to, talk about the I'm gonna have to, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. No, I'm not gonna label it that because that's absurd and it sounds negative when you say it like that. But I am going to try and maybe. You're gonna tarnish not, not, our new name. I'm not going to um I'm not going to gaslight him and I'm not going to um condone what he said. Nor am I gonna try and explain it away, but I'm gonna give my interpretation on it because I'm a little bit more level headed than your average individual. So I'm going to look at it as I think for him and for a lot of other people, like-minded individuals, if you will, everything that's coming out of places like Disney and Hollywood right now um, is very centralized into trying to push more equality and more awareness and acceptance and visibility of different lifestyle choices and the argument can be made here where you can say well there's plenty of straight or cyst relationships that have been portrayed on screen since the beginning of time now let's rewind back to shakespearean days where shakespeare if he couldn't find a woman to play the part, he'd dress up a man as the fucking woman and she played the part. 
And if there was a sex scene involving that, guess what, buddy? You fucking. You fucking slapping your salami with some other dudes, all right? Not literally. Obviously, you're just acting. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, is in our society, we have always had this persistent, straight, predominantly white um, presence on the screen where, you know, you have male-female couples, primarily white. Obviously, um, people of color and um, different, you know, ethnic backgrounds have gotten um, a little bit more screen time in the last decade, I would say. And I would say more so in the last decade, more than anything else. Um, Very talented people, too. And that's fine. It's great. I'm all about it. But I think it's a little bit of a culture shock and maybe it's a little uncomfortable for people who aren't necessarily people who don't necessarily care if people are gay, but don't want it to intersect with their fandom. It ties into what I was talking about last week. The things evolve too fast. People dig their heels in. It's scary. Too much change at once. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they can't handle it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So when he says something like, homosexual agenda he's speaking to well disney's trying to gay up my star wars and i don't want my star wars to be gay i want my star wars to just be star- <laughs> i just want my star wars to be star wars and honestly if if you're a true star wars fan um you should probably be a little more open-minded because you're talking about a fictional uh sci-fi um, and millions talking, of races and with millions of races and species and intersex uh, and same sex may not even apply to these species and whether or not there's a gay couple in a movie shouldn't it's all fake sh- shouldn't shouldn't like cancel the whole experience for you just because you don't agree with it um no one's asking you to go out there and be gay and um, I am. Ha- have same-sex marriage or, or sex with somebody. Okay? No one's asking them to do that. They're not trying to promote people doing that. They're just trying to simply let you know that it's real, it's out there. It and exists and it's it, normalized. It, and, and it's, it, yeah, it's out there, it exists, and you don't need to look at it as, like, this demonized bad thing. Just because you don't agree with it doesn't mean it isn't out there. We call that, uh, we kind of call that, you know, bubbling or um, echo chamber. Is that where you're going with I that? Mean, it, you could call it that or shielding or, you know, just any you could, anything that represses emotions yeah. and, and blocks out outside forces and real world happenings. As you, can, annoying? you can you can ignore it all you want and find it as an as annoying as you want, but when you're going on to a place like TikTok to let the world know that those things make you uncomfortable and you you don't have um, a, a whole lot of appreciation or understanding for it, it it, it makes you look like a homophobe. And people don't like people like that right now. Um, 
we're trying to move away from a world of of hate and exclusion and marginalizing we're trying to move towards a more normalized equitable society now is the does it need to be plastered all over and i don't think it is i don't think it's being plastered all over star wars but what what they are doing is they're they're making it evident that it exists but it's fake at the same time so yeah. it's fictional like everyone got all butt hurt about some lesbian couple in the new Lightyear movie that i haven't seen yet but buzz Lightyear, like you know movie movie oh um, no there there was a lesbian couple and apparently they kissed and oh we oh mm. buddy I know a lot about animated lesbians. Mitch, Mitch, Mitch McConnell, he got a half chub watching it from what I heard. I'm He's, of the mindset that the representation is important as much as people find it. Some people find it annoying, I think. It's important for kids who are gay or of another race to see themselves represented on the big screen. Yes. Um, and yeah, those, those people exist those individuals exist and um, you're not going to be a functioning, a proper functioning member of especially future societies. If you can't just accept people for who they are, you know, let bygones be bygones. And they're like, well, I don't understand why they got to put it on the big screen and make everything gay. It's like, well, they're not trying to make it gay. They're just trying to normalize it. So you don't, have a fucking flare-up when you see two men holding hands in the grocery store and you're buying some milk and eggs you fucking red they're jamming it down my throat you're trying to turn me gay they're both jamming their dicks in my throat in the fucking water that turned the freaking frogs gay uh no no they're not um so uh to, to kind of bring my point of view here full circle um i think for him he sees it as a not an attack but as a as an unnecessary move um but you know relationships in star wars have been perpetuated since the beginning you had luke and leia which was some alabama shit but they didn't know they were brother and sister in the beginning but they still kiss so still it's okay still some alabama shit um i'm your sister i'm your sister <laughs> joe dirt i love joe uh, dirt i love joe dirt too. um so so there you had a, a a possible sister relationship but then she falls in love with han solo um and then you have a lot of uh legends um content books and comic books where luke met some redheaded chick kind of like you and um I would love nothing more than a cosplay as that redheaded chick. <laughs> and then they uh, they do things. And then in even the um, where was I going with that? Oh, okay, the prequel trilogy. You have Anakin, and you have Padme, who obviously are the parents of Luke and Leia. So you have all the cyst romance perpetuated throughout the whole thing, and you're fine with that. That doesn't offend you. That doesn't bother you guess what it probably didn't offend most gay people they weren't all offended because they saw straight people kissing on the screen um but turn turn the tables and straight people start seeing gay people on the screen doing 
you know, the same thing as cis people do. It's an abomination. And they're like, oh my God, they're trying to turn my kid gay. No, they're not trying to turn your kid gay. They're just trying to spice up things and have a little bit more representation in their movies so that it reflects not only the fictional world that they've created more because like we already said there's motherfucking aliens in these movies and those aliens might not even have genders they might be asexual beings that lay eggs is that okay is that okay disgusting are you sure okay um and yeah so when you have that type of diversity and you exclude the representation of their of the possibility of same-sex individuals having a relationship with one another it's it's actually kind of odd you know what's funny though the puppet was canceled so he mm-hmm. could just buy a new puppet change his puppet voice and restart well doxers have already figured out his real identity you'll have that from time yeah. to time yeah so if he tries to make a reemergence, it's not going to be a peaceful one. Um, a lot of people have come to his defense, though, and you know, as as they would. I mean, um, homophobia runs deep in our country just as much as racism does, and uh, it it's not going to go away anytime soon. So, it's uh, it's one of those things where. Like you said, it's too much movement, too fast, and it's scaring them, and they don't know what to do except get on the internet and talk about their feelings in ways that make other people angry. And when those other people get angry about it, because I I think there's just not enough conversation, because as soon as you start saying something that sounds like you disagree with them, and especially when you format it into the phrase homosexual agenda, <laughs> it... uh it, it kind of turns the conversation off and flips it into an argument and says, oh, so it's us against him. We apparently have an agenda, so he must think we're some sort of enemy to him. Um, well, now, if you want an enemy, you just created one, even if you didn't mean to. Um, but I think I think the intentions of, of his words were I, were weren't to be hurtful or... Um, you know, negative, but they were interpreted that way, and I think it was altogether not not well uh, thought out speech. Yeah, not a well, well thought out speech or apology. And the fact that you crammed it into an apology video, apologizing for what? All this little puppet ever did was talk about Star Wars lore on his fucking page, as far as I knew. So, and I seen some of his videos because I'd scroll through my for you page, and he'd pop up on there. And he would say something about something, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I never knew that about Star Wars. That's cool. Um, you know, nothing's safe though. No, no. You got to watch your Everybody back. Everybody sucks. The, you got to watch your back on the internet like a hawk, man. I mean, and you got to be really careful about what you say because it ain't hard to offend shit anymore, let alone people. I'm, I'm kind of desensitized to this. I'm kind of like, oh, that fucking sucks because. I'm a fan of the pop punk genre and everybody that makes good music is a sexual assaulting pedophile apparently. Well, what's the there's, there's a word for, they like teenage girls. There's a word yeah, for that. Well, not a bunch of Matthew McConaughey screaming yeah, into a yeah. microphone. And yeah. it's like, it's always like, why? Why? Why you gotta be bad? I like your music. 
I feel I I don't want to say I feel bad for the bandmates of the Dance Gavin Dance Band because they're about to start a world tour. They're just dropped an album, and like all lead singers being accused of being a sex addict and grooming fans and all kinds of stuff. And well, you know that's why it's all coming to light now because they're about to go on world tour. Yeah, but they have receipts. Well, you have receipts, and then you have anyone who gets to a certain level, right? Like right now, let's just hypothetically say you and I had some sort of like dishonest past where we posted something on the internet 10 years ago. We're obviously not the same people that we were 10 years ago. Uh, When I was 20, definitely not the same person. When you were 14, definitely not the same. And, um, you know, and then somehow let's say 15 years from that time someone digs it up because you're in the spotlight now so once you're in that spotlight what do people start doing they start looking into your shit i'm like oh how far back have you been doing stuff on the internet oh 15 years huh oh look what this guy said 15 years ago on this blog on reddit or somewhere wherever and it's like sounds pretty homophobic to me or sounds pretty racist to me cancel them canceled hashtag hit the red button canceled bye-bye and uh i think that's one of my biggest problems with um cancel culture is the oh, I know uh, you hate your cancel culture haunting haunting people with their past when they're clearly not even the same person today so yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah, if they show growth and change, and they're not like still actively. Well, if they're, racist. If, they're if they're not perpetuating that behavior publicly now, then I mean, did they merely stop because they are in a public and because they they are more self aware of their public status, or have they legitimately shifted not shifted consciousness but shifted their mindset into growing into a a better human being if they own it and like just like straight up apologize immediately and they're not like like, yeah honestly immediate apologists make me sick because because they're doing it for they're doing it to save face they're not doing it because they want to I can see that. They're not apologizing because they feel bad about what they did. They're apologizing because they got got and now everyone's mad at them. And the only thing they can do is apologize. I think the more appropriate thing to do would be to completely step back, assess everything being said about you in the news or what have you, or what other social media accounts are doing. Take all that in, really just take all that in and own it silently and then when the time is right, formulate a meaningful response. And don't just make it some chintzy fucking apology video, but actually formulate a response and try to actually shift your mindset and uh, improve. And then once you come back into the spotlight, go, go through that checklist of your growth and explain to people the steps you've taken and show them receipts of the things you've done to try and impact your community, especially if you're a person who has a high standing within, you know, a far reaching public presence 
and if it's and more especially if you have money i'm not saying blow your entire net worth on the situation and the people but that you caused pain to put your money but, where your mouth but, is but give back yeah. you know give back a little bit remember where you came from you know what i mean don't sit there on your pompous fucking hill telling all of us little people down here how you're so sorry I'm still a millionaire. It doesn't really fucking matter what you think. What's got him? What's that? You know? Yeah. So yeah, don't don't come out the next day with some apology video to me about how you're so sorry because two million of your ten million followers are pissed off at you right now for something you said ten years ago. Just do or, what Shane Dawson does, disappear for a couple months and then just come back slowly and quietly. Yeah. I mean, He's you know, been canceled lot. like four times for the same thing. Well, yeah, a lot of people have to do that. Um, I don't know if you know him, but there was this guy named Ian who does cosplay demons on TikTok called Infernum Asylum. And uh, it was like last year, 2020, where he got canceled for going to some sort of um, some sort of con. It wasn't Comic Con, but it was like a Famicom or something like that. Yeah, Basically, we're... Con. Basically, we're all the furries and cross, not cross dressers, but uh, cosplayers meet up. <laughs> <laughs> you cross dresser. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, one of those con things where people do funny, silly things and fuck each other, dress as dogs and stuff like that. It's always um, fun. Yeah. I would love to cream pie a girl with a fucking furry suit on. That sounds just so great. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Um, but, you know, when you put it that way. Yeah. 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 This is a rated this is rated <laughs> X podcast now. Hey, I um, submitted us to Pandora and and Stitcher and Deezer today. I don't so know what two thirds of those are, but they're sounds just good. podcast apps. I know what Pandora is. Yeah. My dad and uses Pandora. He might listen to I, our podcast now. No, don't do that. Please no. I don't want any of our parents listening to this thing. No, I'm good I, on my parents, my parents know I do a podcast, but they're like sixty, and they're like, I don't want to listen to a podcast. I've never talked like, to him about it. Good. I'm sure he's seen me post about it, but I don't mm. know if he's ever listened or not. You may never know. Yeah, I prefer it that way. Yeah. I love you, Dad. I love <laughs> you too, even though we've never met. You sound like a stand-up guy. Uh, I'm sorry. Funny. I'm sorry that your son's mother is a crazy fucking cunt. Oh my um, fuck. <laughs> he's like, he's probably thinking, I'm sorry too. <laughs> but, he says, um, you came out of her. I said, you chose to mate with her, sir. I think that's a little worse. My dad's condom broke in 97. <laughs> and now I have to pay bills with crippling depression. That's a good, yeah little segue song to get us out of the past into the future we're moving on to a another kind of spooky creepy underlining little uh tidbit known as the one and only back rooms so yes what are the back rooms well the back rooms um if we want to speak pure origin, is a, uh, a creepypasta that originated on one of, our, one of our favorite apps, 
to this day, 4chan. Not an app, it's a website, but I have the app version. Yeah, whatever. Same Z's. Um, same Z's. I use Mimi. I don't know what you use. But um uh Chan Reader, I think. Yeah, same difference. It's just Re-chan. a way to just a way to access all the wonderful content that's on on the 4chan. Um watched a wreck thread yesterday, bro. It's been too long and wow. I got JJ hooked on wreck threads. Dude, there's some good stuff out right now that's all i'm gonna say i can't yeah, really disclose I gotta, what i saw but it i gotta was, go look yeah. it was gnarly um Bonkers. so yeah back rooms they're a i guess you could call them uh an alternate dimension um they've been described as a as a maze of familiar looking office spaces with uh bright yellow fluorescent lights and wall yellow wallpaper um and with a distasteful smell of wet, wet carpet. carpet um yeah that's literally it's, a horrifying description never ending own. maze if you will um, um what you're describing specifically is level zero where you enter the back rooms mm-hmm. usually by no clipping through reality through yes. the floor and the reality. infamous the infamous no clip which you just you just fall through the floor. Don't uh, try this at home, kids. No clipping is a serious fucking deal. And if you do it wrong, this is where you're going to end up. And you can also, some doors lead there. Like back uh, on so, yeah, doors and yeah, malls so and stuff like that. Doors, uh, doors out in the middle of nowhere. Um, have you ever seen just a door frame out in the middle of the woods uh-huh. with a door in it? And it just looks like it goes nowhere. Or stairs that go to nowhere in the middle of the... Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. it. You will... Mm. I cannot... I cannot express. Please don't do it. Don't do it. But as you described, you know, a seemingly infinite non-linear space resembling the back rooms of a retail outlet. Uh, All the rooms appear the same and they have very, like, superficial features like yellow wallpaper, damp carpet... Electrical outlets, inconsistently placed fluorescent lights, and the lights emit a humming noise like that, mm. like shitty retail lights that you can hear. Yep. But apparently, space is so altered in level zero that you can walk in a straight line, return to your starting point, and end up at a completely different. Love that. <clears throat> but um, no, no two room is the same. Apparently, there's all slight differences. Uh, but luckily for you, there are no entities on level zero. Just you and maybe other wanderers yeah. who may be there. So, and which um, is inaccurately um, portrayed, obviously, for dramatic effect. You've probably ran into some backroom videos on um, TikTok, which are some compellingly realistic some of them are obviously cg computer game or something of to that effect which i believe there are some games that simulate um more specifically level zero that's probably the most or the lobby if you will the most famous um like interpretation or when you say back rooms that's what people have their mindset on is the damp carpet, the, the fluorescent the lighting, walls, and the yellow yeah. walls, and the maze-like um, 
but a lot of people have like like i said obviously fake videos of entities and these entities come in all different shapes and sizes and um, funny enough they're copies of like similar they're similar to some of the real entities you can mm -hmm. see so um but in the back rooms um there's what's known as the main nine which are the nine that we're going to focus on tonight um i think we're vibing good enough to get through all nine in a decent pace and um We'll definitely uh, try not to spend too much time on them, but more or less, we're going to go through all nine of them, and we're just going to kind of give brief descriptions, and I'm going to give you some of my personal feelings on, on some of uh, the entities you might run into on these yeah, nine levels. Yeah, these these levels and, per and how I would personally feel if I were ever caught in any Same of these, these fucking bullshit scenarios. But because it starts at zero, everything is offset by one. Mm -hmm. so there's actually 10 in the nine but sure 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 um but if you wander far enough in level zero you can be transported to level one level one is described as my apologies um a massive warehouse with concrete floors and walls exposed rebar dim fluorescent lights placed on the walls and a low-hanging fog with no discernible source the fog often co coalesces into condensation, forming puddles on the floor in inconsistent areas. Kind of imagine like an empty parking garage. Almost. Yeah, that's the kind of vibe I get too. Um, um, but at least there's infinite water here. You can drink. And um, electricity, so you can see. Now, right off the bat, I can say level one, um, just from the reference photo uh if i was in, the, in this level alone um well, this would be my one of my worst nightmares i mean just an endless parking garage with puddles everywhere and flashing lights and yeah sometimes the lights can turn off for minutes or an hour hours to at a time which can uh cause hostile entities to appear yeah so what type of entities can I um, expect on level one? Well, first, I do want to point out that you can get supply crates. Supply crates randomly appear and disappear in the level, and they can have things like water, batteries, weapons, clothing, medical supplies, or useless things like car parts, crayons, used syringes, paper, live mice, mice that have, are in a catatonic state, shoelaces, loose chains, and bundles of human hairs. It's recommended you approach these with caution because you don't know what's in them. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how you would approach it with caution. You're either going to open it or you're not. Or you're you're going to take that chance. So a couple of the entities you might find are the dullers, adult facelings, hounds, skin stealers, and scratchers. We're going to talk about some of these because they're pretty fucking scary. Uh, dullers Holy. are basically a puddle of gray slime that can form into a humanoid creature uh, luckily when they're not angry or hungry they just kind of walk around and avoid you but if they're angry or they see you as a threat they like can melt themselves into a puddle and then when you get too close they'll reappear as a human and grab you and eat you. so don't step in any of those million puddles down there 
adult facelings <clears throat> are humans without faces. Just uh, your standard humanoid with no face. They're dressed in clothes that are relevant to whatever environment they're found in. And um, it's uh, isn't that isn't that crazy? Uh, they could appear as male, female, or completely androgynous. And um, there's also child facelings, and like the adult facelings are pretty docile unless you scare them or a threat to them, they'll leave you alone. But child facelings are mischievous. They appear in groups and they'll often torment you and attempt to kill you. Uh, they're almost always females and they brandish small sharp objects a bunch of children with shanks chasing you and laughing at your fat you know what i mean like, yeah yeah uh my toddler runs faster than me so i'm scared I hope, yeah right i said sometimes they try to pull pranks on you or just you know scare you they're also out to kill you and they're yeah. they're pretty pretty they're, common they're gonna die now um this one's especially scary to me even though it's docile the old man facelings. Oh, yeah. These these facelings walk around with a cane and appear to have wrinkles indicating age on their face or lack thereof. They're very slow and harmless, but they'll attempt to check you out. They'll touch your face and body just to figure out what you are. And then oh. just briskly walk away if you're not into that. Uh, I would no, probably you. run away before they even got close to touching my face if I could help it. Hounds are not hellhounds like we talked about earlier. But they're humanoid creatures that are quad, quad quadpedal, and they have long black stringy hair. Yeah. So they chase you on all fours, kind of like fine. the the ring girl, but like a mix between the ring girl and the girl that got turned into a dog in Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. They're hostile immediately. They will always chase I'm you. I'm looking. I'm I'm trying to follow along with you, and I'm looking at pictures of everything you're talking yeah. about, and uh, the interpretive drawing of what a hound is it looks like something out of fallout almost um really <laughs> has like kind of like the the body of a dog but the head but of a human with but the like body is also hair. human it's like a human in the shape yeah. of a dog yeah it's got like human legs but like the uh abdomen is very dog like it says the... at the interpretive drawing yeah yeah at um they'll be intimidated momentarily if you stare them down so it's suggested if you hear them just run just get out of the area run yeah. wherever you can yes, yes yes um there's one more right scratchers yeah there's two more but the one's not highlighted so we're not going to do it yeah that's fine uh, scratchers are very aggressive and they won't hesitate to kill you they are again humanoids but like really tall and skinny and they have long claws, which can extend up to a foot in length. They're gray in color, disfigured, no eyes. I love that. So um, they're basically blind. Think of like clickers in The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. So you want to be quiet, maybe throw something to distract them. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't survive. That's all no, I wouldn't either. Apparently they can run up to 40 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Dead. If they catch you, they'll slice through your chest and consume your insides. They're not that. very intelligent, but they can seem to discern where all the vital organs are on a wanderer's body. It's all about the smell and Thanks. sound. Thanks for them. Um, there <laughs> are colonies and outposts in some of these levels that are more docile, but we'll come back to those on a different day because there's a lot there. It just 
it, it is noteworthy because it's one of the few comforting things to if you can make it somewhere safe yeah yeah it's one of the few comforting aspects of these horrifying nightmarish realms is there's other people who have gathered and made you know kind of safe zones within hostile zones yeah. yeah uh but if you find an unlocked door it might lead you to level two level two is very scary in my opinion it reminds me of a scene out of like Freddy fucking Krueger. Yeah, or Freddy versus Jason, where they're fighting in the boiler room with all the pipes. Just in general, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a that's a classic Freddy scene right there. Is the boiler room, or or maybe like what you would consider like a I don't know, like a long hallway in the basement of a school. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. Got large pipes and dim lighting and just concrete tunnels it's with that, pipes lighting the walls it's that but it goes on forever doors are rarely found uh they house metal shelves and ventilation ducts pipes cause the heat in level two to reach immense immense temperatures reportedly reaching 200 degrees fahrenheit and higher boiling anyone any wanderer alive um gross Yes. Uh, doors can lead to small rooms that carry contain machinery that are connected to the pipes that present to the level. Random items that were left by other explorers can be found in these metal shelves. Roaches and mice are also found very frequently. <clears throat> um, some sections are completely devoid of light, so you might want to bring a flashlight with you. And apparently there's a high number of entities. And it's the same facelings, hounds, scratchers. And we have smilers. Uh, smilers are basically just an eyes, two eyes and a mouth that peer out of the darkness. And they never leave the darkness. So we know, have no idea what their body looks like. But they, they fuck you up. They are attracted to light, though. They are. Which is weird. I think I'm thinking of the smilers correctly. I better... Uh, reflective eyes and gleaming teeth. Yep. Only appear in dark corners and hallways. So the rest of their form is not visible. They're very common, though. Yeah, they claim to appear in a majority of uh, the levels. Levels. So. That's nice. I love don't that. Don't worry. If you find a fire exit, it can transport you to level three, which is called electrical station, and it's an expand. It reminds me of a jail, kind of. Yeah, definitely. an expansive com- complex of thin brick hallways and electrical machinery. Countless randomly segmented rooms are present across the level in no particular pattern. In addition, pipes line the walls and ceilings on the level. These pipes are filled with contaminated almond water, which sometimes leaks onto the floor. The hallways are very enclosed and narrow. Some even require you to bend, hunt, or crawl through them. No. No. <laughs> it says, while it seems similar to level two, the pipes seem to be more well-maintained. Oh, good. And it has functioning machinery. They must have maintenance on this level. Yeah, right? Um... And you can find hounds, facelings, skin stealers, and death moths. And death moths are giant moths, basically. I can't find their their wiki page. It just takes me to the entities wiki page. Yeah, that's a, a bad link. Leave it. Leave it to your imagination. Yeah, just a giant moth that eats you. Not Mothman though. A literal, literal moth. Literal. Um, literally a lot a moth mate um, so and just for reference sake um, 
colonies and outposts uh, are considered unfeasible uh, to exist on this level, which I can see why it's very tight. It is um, small, cramped. A little, a little claustrophobic, and um, just with the uh, presence of the entities that exist here, I, I, I wouldn't. I just wonder. Uh, wouldn't yeah. trust it. But if you find an elevator, you might make your way to level four. Abandoned office. Um, it appears as an empty office building completely devoid of furniture. Certain rooms in this level have windows, but they should be avoided at all costs, considered they could be traps. Uh, basically, windows are entities. They could pull you into them or convince you to jump out of them. So just, just stay away, please, for your that. own good. It is considered safe and secure, though, with yes. minimal entity uh, counts. Only hounds and dollars have been reported. I mean, if you don't count the Sure, yeah. You just stay away from those and you're good. Level four is considered to be the best place to meet other wanderers gathering supplies before moving on to later levels. And there's a good chunk of colonies on there. Six known, to be exact. And it just says that there's occasional exits that leave to level five and level six. Mm-hmm. Five is kind of interesting. It's called the hotel. It's split into two parts. It's an presumably infinite hotel complex with many rooms and halls. Level itself seems to be constructed in the 1930s, while furniture dates back to the 20s. There are three main areas. The, the main hall, the Beverly Room, and the Boiler Room. The main hub is like the Eternal Ballroom. It is, it's a gargantuan room with two doors on the West Hall and two doors in the East Hall, which lead to different levels of the hotel or the boiler. It only contains a small art decor table in the center and has a large chandelier. Um... Second area is the boiler room. It is literally a boiler room, giant boiler with pipes, a large series of cobwebbed hallways with high ceilings and plaster walls, as many barred off areas and large pieces of machinery. The corridors are hot and dry, and the scent of smoke fills the air. Seeing which entities are residing here, I know it says it's minimal. Probably just your standard faceless and yeah. Stuff like that. Uh, you got you have the constant buzz of the iridescent lights whenever you're on this level. People also report hearing the faint jazz swing music in the distance, party chatter in the distance. That would be level, almost comforting, but also eerie. Also not. It says the level's infamous for its mysterious whispering and unseen presence. Don't you? Uh, but there's something known as the Beast of Level 5. It's a tall, scary humanoid wearing a suit and tie. It's best described as wearing a, have a human body with the head of a cephalopod with tentacles around its mouth. People have claimed it has camouflage abilities, and they say they see glowing eyes staring at them from the wallpaper occasionally. It's unknown if this beast is a real or a hallucination, as it doesn't resemble any of the other entities seen on level five. Bum, bum, bum. There are a couple colonists, and uh, yeah. Travel too far in the boiler room, and you get too level six but it's highly recommended just to go back down the stairs yeah. oh level six is exceptionally terrifying yes it's called it's, lights uh, out it's just dark it's just no blackness. Light. lights don't work it's an expansive <laughs> expansive complex of indeterminate size made of metallic walls brick floors and a complex system of pipes the entirety of level six is shrouded in complete darkness. Thus far, no light source has been successfully created on any light in the level. Due to the level of darkness, it's not impossible to take su- sufficient photographs. Auditory hallucinations are frequently reported in level six. 
ranging from rushing water to incomprehensible voices. It's believed that level six may be able to influence one's perception of reality, resulting in symptoms of paranoia and derealization. Isn't that crazy? I hate it. It's one of the most dangerous levels in the back room because of its sheer darkness. Uh, we don't know what exists there because we can't see it. And that's okay with me because... No. No, thank you, says I. Any attempts to form lasting bases in the level have failed. Members constantly disappear into the darkness. Yeah, why would you want to build a, an outpost there? Yeah, I don't know. That seems kind of dumb. If you wander... You, you would never be able to sustain enough light to even do live there. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that. And uh, I bet it'd be strangely claustrophobic, even though it's just like a giant open space. Yeah, I mean, I... Yeah, I, I struggle with level six, and I'm just going to have to move on. You have to think of everything you've seen before level six, too. So you have yeah. all that in your head, and you're just pitch black, and, and, and you're like, it's, what's it's, fucking here? It's all there. That's the problem. Is it's all there. You just can't see it now. So you can't really identify it unless you're not going to know because you're going to be dead. Until it gets you. But if you walk far enough, don't worry. You could splash right into level seven, which is just... Pronounce just, it. Pronounce uh, it. Thalassophobia. Which is basically a... Uh, the fear of deep water? Yeah. And it's also just an endless ocean. That's what it is. Um, it's a very vast expanse of water that appears to stretch on endlessly. The floor of the ocean is made up of carpet hardened by a thick layer of tar above it. Yum. Littered with skeletons of humanoid figures and massive fish. Little is known about the depth of the water aside from its endless expanse of tar and boat. Nobody's fully explored level six because it's just seven water. Seven, sorry. Yeah, that's all good. Gravity only, switches. Wow. There's only one. Yeah, there's one room on level seven, and the door is facing parallel to the water. So it's like you're looking down at the water if you're in the room, but gravity switches to hold you to the floor in the room until you leave the threshold and then you fall into the water. Yeah. But somehow the room has a small standing level of water. Oh, absolutely. Fucking question. Mm. Uh, we don't know what kind of things live there because, you know, how do you, it's the ocean. How do you know? We don't know what lives in our own ocean, let alone this interdimensional ocean. I love the ocean, but not this one. Not this one, no. But if you find a hole somewhere in the carpeted ocean floor, I wonder how deep it is. It doesn't specify. You think the depth varies? You think it's just like 10 feet, uh, 20 feet? Yeah, I mean, probably. I. But you would, yeah. I mean, so you start exploring that level and like you just hit a drop off in the water and then boop, you're gone. Boop, yeah. <laughs> boop. If you can even swim that long, but you find you find the hole when you get dropped into the cave system. Level eight. It's considered unsafe, unsecure, and entirely infested. It has, uh, Numerous spider-like entities that inhabit it. Only a few mm -hmm. light sources can be found randomly throughout the ceilings of these caves. Though these two will go dark after only a few minutes of exposure, making exploration of this level extremely difficult and dangerous. Including the low visibility, there's loud sounds that echo through the walls and attract large swarms of spiders to its source. Like a cramped cave, and there's just spiders ranging from normal spider sizes to Skyrim spider sizes. But somehow there are some colonists. 
that bonkers? Many different wow. spiders. Okay, this. And there are death pools. It's just a pool of water that anything you get, you get too close to it, something grabs you, tears you apart, and drags you down. So uh, don't do that. Don't go no. in the water. No. But if you trip slash fall, you get sent to level nine. It's unsure if falling on purpose works. Need more evidence. And level nine is called Darkened Suburbs. Uh, level nine is also known as Darkened Suburbs, the seemingly endless suburban landscape, with the time of day being locked to midnight. This level has some of the darkness, similar to level six, but not as dangerous. The houses in this level vary design in size, although there are reports of two houses near each other that are the same. The houses appear to be furnished and fairly new, containing items present in a typical house, such as sofas, television beds, refrigerators, vast yards containing vegetation. Um, rarely, some houses have none of these things, and sometimes houses are clipped together. But most electrical devices in the buildings are all non-functional because there's no power source for the system to operate. The streets are the most dangerous aspect of this level, the wet painted asphalt roads take on the consistency of quicksand and prolonged contact. Uh, if prolonged contact is made with the roads, you'll begin to sink. <laughs> yeah. Once you sink, they rapidly solidify and suffocate you. Isn't that crazy? That's great. I love that for myself. While the sidewalks line the roads don't appear anomalous, one should steer clear of them for risk of slipping onto the pavement. Traveling on any sidewalk or walkway that lead to the existence of grass field may result in <clears throat> wandering to level 9.1. Interesting, there are like also point levels. Yeah, so entrances and exits is littered with just uh, a slew of other levels with kind of yeah. random numbers. If you do this or find this, you get sent here instead. We're just giving you how to get from one through nine, though. I mean, yeah, it would take all night to go through everything it's that's endless, yeah. available because this is technically a, a dimension. It's never ending. Yes. Um, but I mean, there's like ran random levels like 40, 54, 166, 4,112, 944, 477. I mean, the list goes on and on. So, I mean, there's, um, it's, it's very extensive in the lore that's available to it. And um, it's a very interesting concept nonetheless. It is. And I think it's something that, and I'm getting terrible feedback on my. I'm hearing just a little bit of, a little bit of popping with your peas. Little bump bumps. Little boopy boops. Boop. Boop. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's one of those creepy things that's, um, definitely taken off and it's uh it's realistic you, enough you know, to be it, yeah scary. It, it's realistic enough to be scary it's something that gives me high anxiety high anxiety can you imagine just being transported to an endless damp carpeted room i would never leave level zero i'm pretty sure i'd think i would try and figure out a way out yeah and that's and that's one thing that i don't know if you I made it out I don't know if I've ever even really looked at looked it up. There's something called the end, but I, I didn't look it. into it either. I just did the first nine. I think it said the end is fake. It's like a false hope type thing, or the end is like a false reality that it puts you into where it seems like you're back. By opening the door and level, I'm not even going to do that, leads you to the end, running the back rooms game and the 
back rooms will send you to the end. How do you leave? I just, all these entities, and it involves a lot of running, and I'm fat, and I just don't, don't feel like I can outrun any of these things we've talked about, let alone the slew of other things that are hiding and waiting for us. So on Reddit, someone says, I would recommend immediately exiting through the entrance. I'm like, you can do that. I think the door locks behind you, or if you no clip through the floor. How do you no clip the ceiling? How do you, how do you no clip to begin with? I don't know yeah. how that works. How do you invoke no clipping? I don't want to even know. Apparently, no. there's like a one in a billion chance that you'll pass through. Like, like if you just like put your hand to your wall, maybe a billion's not the right chance, but there is an astronomical chance that the atoms will line up perfectly to where your hand can just pass through the wall. So I think it's like like that, but you no. fall through the floor into the other dimension. No. Just by existing, uh, you know what? China has that problem quite That's often. Really funny like, because their sidewalks be fucking falling sinkhole. in on themselves all the time. I think China's just one big sinkhole. It's fucking amazing. It's been a night. It and, has, uh, and and maybe this was a little, little more quiet section of the podcast because we were reading a lot, but it was just to kind of give a high overview of what what the back rooms are and and what what people have managed to to cook up in the lore of this hopefully non-existent plane now that dimension. you all know it exists we can return to it and be like oh at level 679 is fucking bonkers it has big tittied milfs that suck you <laughs> till you die <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like uh that sounds like a pipe dream death by snoo snoo <laughs> the, there's a <laughs> I kind of want to see what 1038 is. It's a mono. It's a monochrome suburban neighborhood. as 1038. Just do a couple random ones for fun. For just because I just because I want to know. I think level 592 is the online exam. Yeah. So oh, no, thank you. It's heavily unstable, but with no entities. Once you enter this level, you see yourself sitting on a gaming chair directly opposite. A computer screen on a Zoom meeting with child facelings on it. Their Google names can be random stuff like Pickles 13, Samantha Samantha Unicorn, Flying Peter Park, among others. The only known entities on this level are the facelings, which behave like students, and the teacher and you are not able to physically interact with them because they are only visible through the Zoom meeting. The other entity in this is a party goer sleeping on the bed in the room. It has a small chance of appearing and it will not wake up unless interacted with and interacting with it results in being teleported to level fun. Level fun. Now I have I to bet know. it's not fun. Now I have to know what level fun is. I bet it's not fun at all. Warning, this page is restricted. Please enter valid credentials. Reason you are not permitted to view this file as it requires a higher clearance level to access. That's fake news. I need to know what it is. <laughs> so it's called a mag notice. It's called Major Explorer Group. The information below has been protected as it has been vandalized by the party goers. They have breached the credential system. It is advised not to trust the information present on this page. So this is like a acute like way of meta saying, thing. Like meta thing, like 
they don't they don't actually know what it is they just made it up one day and they're like i don't feel like figuring this out let's make some meta group that blocked it from existence or something it's really really i don't like it i don't i don't bad writing there's literally so many so what's level 69 so level fun has another fandom page is an eggnat Agmatic level and enter the and enter the background where you, you shouldn't and wouldn't recommend to enter. It appears as a small party room with long yellow corridors with paintings on them with red carpet decorated with benches, tables with balloons that can spawn boxes and trickster boxes, and a variety of cartoons painted on the walls. Uh, level fun has no hostile threats except for party goers and death moths course only death moths boxes are uncommon throughout the level in the background a slowed down happy birthday song is played with the clock ticking sounds can be heard echoing wildly inside the level only has one event currently which can occur at random this event involves the player screen showered with confetti and party goers laughter will be heard which will remove all party goers in the level that's nice. I don't. don't well, this like this it. this level has only been interpreted in a video game. It looks like, which might be why it's a little hard to. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. But that just goes to show you how deep, like, you have so many people interacting, and in the lore of this and the community of it, and it's like growing constantly. It's very creative, nonetheless. Um, it's it's original horror, and I like it. Yeah. It's spooky. It'll be definitely fun to pick and like some I more said, and come back. And like I said, just thinking about it gives me high anxiety. So. Just the thought that you could just be transported somewhere else. Yeah. And, you know, um, we didn't touch on it in the bulk of our conversation, but there's also been, like, planted images in Google Earth and things like that with coordinates where when you zoom in onto the street view, it takes you to, like, this random room that has, like, a huge hole and the bottom with like some sort of floaty robot a bunch of desks and it has the distinct yellow wallpaper mm-hmm. and then there's another video of at the bottom of the hall there's just like all these chairs in rows and a circle around the bottom of the hall with the same robot floaty head thing flying around so Spooky. it's uh yeah it's very alice in wonderland but like not the good kind of Alice in Wonderland. Like if Alice in like, Wonderland was just a reoccurring nightmare. You did too many drugs and then watched Alice in Wonderland. Maybe that's how you know clip. You just do a whole sheet of acid and then like snort a line of cocaine and spin then spin around a, a couple times. And then spin around with a baseball bat on your nose and then do a Hail Mary and then jump into a pool and then you never come back. Transport out. And then you die. We should try that. That's what it will do. I don't See if think we can so. no clip into the back rooms. I don't think it's so. really funny. I'm you ready for some assholes. Yeah, I can do one. I can do. Yeah, I like one. We'll do the one that you were about to spoil. Oh. Am I the asshole for not telling my husband my telling my friend my husband is my husband before she started telling him off? Mm-hmm. My husband does this thing where he'll pretend not to know me and start flirting with me in public. I was out with a childhood friend who I had lost contact with, and we ended up at the same place my husband and his friends were. He noticed me first and decided to come up to me and flirt. 
I jokingly told him I don't think his wife would like him speaking to me like that. And he said that she wouldn't mind. I told him my husband would definitely mind and he was trying to convince me that he wouldn't. His friend was making conversation with my friend, but she turned to him and started telling him off for harassing me and trying to get me to cheat and him trying to cheat. I told her it was fine, but she was so heated that she kept going and anytime I tried to explain, she kept cutting me off. My husband found it funny and let her go on for ages before he introduced himself and told her that he was my husband. My friend was angry at me for not telling her before she started telling him off and letting her humiliate herself. I tried to apologize, but she said she needed space. Am I the asshole? No. I gotta say no, too. I think the friend overreacted. No. Like, it's called a sense of humor, baby. Go yeah, you just you get you when you get got, you get got. You gotta take it. You, uh, you got pranked, yeah. bro. Sorry. Swallow your pride. Be a little less fucking sensitive. It's Good just God. a prank, bro. It's just a joke, man. Um, yeah, no, not an asshole. I think see, I think that'd be something to be really easy to laugh off to. Yeah, like oh my you know, God, like I had no idea. That's so that funny. Is so you got funny. me. Uh-huh. You guys, that's all you that. have to do. That's all. Yeah, could have stopped right. There. I need some space. I feel. Violated. I defend. I defended your honor to what I thought was a complete stranger. And then it ended up being your actual husband. I think it would have been funny. She should have been like, no, I want to cheat on my husband with you. Let's go. Well, they haven't been, you know, connected. That's, you know, they haven't connected in so long. She didn't know she was married. Like, have you seen the bitch's Facebook? I mean, come on. That's a good point. Yeah. What are you, one of them offline, off the grid? You must be one of them boomers. One of them boomers um i'm a boomer and i i know how to make sure i know what's going on i'm fucking tired i'm tired but you know what <laughs> that was an easy asshole i and, know uh, i know did you have another you one i do i do i do let me pull it up i just you know she's too fucking sensitive get over it yeah get out of here uh this one's pretty short too because you know i was looking quick Am I the asshole for telling my girlfriend she's not invited on vacation with me? My friends and I, three male, two female, ages 18 to 20, go on two trips a year, skiing and snorkeling. Lots of fun. Our SOs aren't invited. My girlfriend knew this going into this relationship, but now she's demanding to come. She says it's beyond ridiculous that she's been with me for three years and is still not invited to the week-long trips. I told her no, it's against the rules. She got mad and said how angry the other SOs of my friends are about the same thing. Still, the answer is no. Am I the asshole for telling her she's not invited? I gotta say no. I mean, especially if he took if he like communicated to you was like, Hey, me and my buds do these trips twice a year, no significant others. That's just the thing we do. I think the only the the three male and two female thing is kinda weird. I get that. Um, especially when significant others are involved. I don't know if they all have SOs. That's what they like to say. Oh, uh, Brown. Um, but uh, I could see where it'd be like, why are you guys so hell bent on significant others not being there? It's three dudes and two chicks. I mean, what are you doing? You're fucking. You guys having an orgy? Um, I me? totally, I totally get it. But I think there does like you. Get to a point in your life and your relationship where you, I don't know, you don't do that stuff. Like, can you imagine like going once a year with a week and just being like, see your wife, me and the boys are going 
Well, and I guess I, I, and maybe that I don't know if that happens as early as three years, but I feel like you'd be getting close. I would think so too. If you, yeah, um, where either take them with you or you don't go. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah, especially a week. I guess a yeah. weekend wouldn't be so bad, but it's like I mean, whole... it's hard to remember life before kids. I mean, when I really think about it, I obviously remember it, but to put yourself back in that mindset. But yeah, but being if I didn't have kids, it would be easier to justify it. Um, Definitely. But but even still, when you're just leaving your significant other for a whole week to go hang out with other people and you've been together for three years which is like a record for this day and age um that's i don't know if if i were the significant other i'd want to go just to you know create the memories and to have the experience not even necessarily the jealousy Yeah. yeah yeah just to experience that time with them make memories together and just have something to bond over you don't have to be like glued to one another but you can enjoy all of all of each other's you know company and make your your group outing even more enjoyable by inviting new people to come along and experience it with you crazy i hate oh, it i, I like snorkeling bro i like skiing what the fuck yeah like i hate it i hate the whole aspect of it it sounds well reddit thought this guy was an asshole so it, really it's, it's marked as asshole surprising i know um the comments say okay hold on a second is he an asshole is he an asshole for not inviting her we'll we'll tweet some of the comments or is he an asshole or is he not an asshole if the labeling has an asshole i agree i think you can invite her along and i think it's I i think it's the act of her not being invited not like him telling her she's not invited like this well, one says, your age is kind of showing here. There's a point where having time for just a crew without SOs is fine. There's a point where it's weird and kind of childish to insist that no outsiders can ever join your thing, even if they're long-term partners. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. So, yeah. No, I'm going with asshole on this. Only because of, of everything I just stated, though. I mean, when you did that before your life of having a significant other and everyone else having a significant other, it's fine. But once you all have established relationships, it's kind of weird not to bring them along. I'm that's what kidding. this one says. I just lost it. So that's fine, but people only make trips without their SOs when their relationship aren't that important to them. You made it clear that they aren't a priority. You would take you would take it or leave it mentality. Yeah, I mean, and as far as rules go, I mean, there's like no like. What did you there, guys, did you guys make like a blood pact with the demon? That's really funny. They're really young too, because like even at the the high end of it is is it eighteen to twenty? Uh-huh. So let's say he's twenty. He's the oldest one. Uh-huh. They still got together and they were seventeen. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, well, like like the one person said, definitely showing their age. Um, definitely still kind of having like a a teenager's like bros before hoes except for for ashley and jessica because they're one of the boys yeah except when all three boys are sticking their dicks in every orifice of them and laughing about it while their significant others are at home wondering why they can't be there with them 
Why can't I get a text back? Sorry, babe. Yeah. We're in the Alps skiing right now. No it's really, service. It's really nice here, though. Wish you were he's, here. He's skiing in the middle there, yeah. working two poles. <laughs> well, the, uh, the other two babes are taking the lift up to the mountain right now. The lift is the my dick. Oh. Yeah. Got him. So, yeah. I mean, understand. I call it the so. Black Diamond. Understandably so. I would be upset if I was the significant other and you're saying you're going to go do all these fun things. I mean, the first year, okay. Understandable. We're not that established couple. You're going on a on a routine vacation with your friends, whatever. Second year, kind of like, eh, you know, you probably could have invited me, but I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. By year three, bro, you We're better serious. be, you better be yeah. passing out the fucking invite because you've been with this lady or guy. I don't know which shoe is on which foot in this scenario. Sounds like the guy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, by year three, dude, you need to be extending that offer to her and saying, you know, I want you to come and experience this with Especially, us. Especially, can you imagine if they're not taking vacations together? He's like, I, I don't know. I can't afford and, three vacations a year. And wouldn't you want her to become friends with your friends? I mean, especially if you had any sort of interest in the relationship or gave a shit about being with her. Just on a basic level, that makes your life so much easier because you can combine your time. Yeah, it would be like you. It would be like Josh and Bailey, like basically not knowing each other. That would just be weird. Or there was a time where Bree didn't like me. Not to air our dirty laundry, but it was hard for me and Josh to hang out because he had to split his time. No words. That's really funny. I have no say on that. I'm not a part of that. (laughs) I'm not. I'm a spectator and I will not. I I will not. not, I will not pass judgment. (laughs) Um, We're hitting pretty close to two hour mark. You got anything else you want? Uh, You know, I think for the pilot, the pilot 2.0 for the new name and uh everything else considered we've we've highlighted some some pretty cool shit tonight i'm pretty happy with it and uh um, pretty solid episode fuck you all good night and recording no i'm Bye. just kidding, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh so yeah check out cl- the new socials closing comments please <laughs> do do our new email unwisepod1 at gmail.com which you won't because stuff. you fuckers never have in the past it's okay, it's okay. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm a little we're up to. About that. We were stuck at 16 followers on Spotify for like three months. Yeah. And now we're up to 19. How cool wow. is that? Wow. Really I cool. thought you were going to say something astonishing like 30, but my hopes were way too high. Hey, man. That was steady for months of 16 followers. And we got a couple more. All right. Well, we'll yeah. see. We'll see how the name change goes over. Hopefully. Um, we get more active on social media. We're going to, you know, try maybe try and do a little bit of more promoting in the future. We're going to embrace this new name and really let it, uh, identify, you know, be, you know, the identifier for, for us. Um, obviously if you're a newcomer and you ever listen to any of our old stuff, you're going to hear us be called the TJ and N show, which is what we were for, you know, the first 20 some odd episodes. I don't know which episode we're on, honestly. I think it's a 29, um, and we need to get a guest in next week. Mm-hmm. So we'll work on that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> make sure we can make sure we can uh, pencil in Josh 
Um, I have a couple ideas for episode three O, so we'll see. Uh, I'll see what I can do, and I know you got us. Um, I got one that's foaming at the mouth, baby. Got one that's foaming at the mouth, hardcore. Um, and I would kind of feel bad to to put him off till forty, but. We might do it. We might change our format a little bit. So with we can new, stick him in with, there at the five. With with the uh, new name comes new rules, and you know we're flexible, and we don't have to do it every ten episodes. We can get a little more frequent, I think. So we can do it whenever the fuck we want. It's our yeah. podcast, baby. We could do it. We could do it on episode thirty-two if we felt like it. So or, or 30, sixty. You know, know what? We're gonna day. we're gonna start making decimal point episodes. So yes. the next episode is gonna be twenty nine point five. So you guys so we have, have more wait. time to prepare. Yeah, right? so you're gonna have to wait for thirty till the week after that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that's that's the extent of our power on this podcast. We're like gods when it comes I do to what this I podcast. want. We can we can send a little hurricane down anywhere we want, whenever we want. We can change our name. We can do. We can do and be whoever we want to be. So, with that, though, have a wonderful night. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye.